One of my favorite quotes about the food police is by Evelyn Tripoli, and she says, "Unless you killed the chef, there is no morality or guilt in what you eat." So, the food police are those voices, either the real ones from people in your life or the ones in your head, that are basically telling you what foods you should or shouldn't eat. Or how much you should eat, and as a result, if you wind up feeling bad about yourself because you ate a piece of pie, or you had a second serving of mashed potatoes, or better yet, you looked at Thanksgiving as a cheat day, well, this is actually harming your relationship with food. So, if you're ready to make peace with food, so that you can become a joyful eater, and experience a life where you're healthy, happy, and fit, well, this is an episode you're gonna want to listen to from start to finish. So let's get started. Welcome to the Happy and Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Lang. And this podcast is dedicated to my fellow women in STEM. After working in high tech for ten years, in 2004, I became the proud owner of Pacific Heights Health Club in San Francisco, where I worked with thousands of clients over the span of 15 years to help them reach their health and fitness goals. Now I'm sharing what I've learned about what works as well as what doesn't work when it comes to making healthy habits stick. So, if you want to find out what it takes to achieve lasting weight loss, to create deep health, and feel empowered to live the life you want, you're in the right place. Episode number one hundred and forty-nine. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me today. So it is the Monday after Thanksgiving. And I would love to know how was your Thanksgiving? I had a wonderful time. We were able to enjoy some delicious food. We started a new tradition. Someone made macaroni and cheese, and it was awesome. I baked some peanut butter and chocolate cookies. That was my contribution, and we had turkey, ham, and tri-tip. So it was a very Filling and satisfying meal, and the best part is that there was no drama. A lot of laughter, great food, great company, and no drama. So hopefully you had the same. But if you didn't, well, that's what I'm here to do is to help you. So what I want to do today is talk about defunding the food police. I have the feeling for a lot of folks, this came up, and I'm not talking necessarily about people in your family or your orbit of friends that may have made comments. Although that's clearly something that could have happened, it could also be thoughts that you have in your head that sound like the food police. So before we get into that, I want to make sure that you are aware of my upcoming live masterclass. On how to stop emotional eating, it's taking place this Thursday, December first, twenty twenty-two, 
at 3 p.m. Pacific. So to register, all you got to do is go to moxie-club.com and you'll see a link at the very top of the homepage. All right. So let's get into what's going on for folks when it comes to food. So when we talk about the food police, well, really, what I want you to do is be able to make peace with food. So food police are, well, you know how when you're in a car and you're driving along the freeway and you see the lights and sirens, or at least the lights, if you will, of a police car behind you, and you get that, your heart starts beating faster, maybe your hands shake a little bit, and you have that anxiety like you did something wrong and you're getting caught. So this is your stress response kicking in. Well, I know for some of you listening, that's the same feeling you experience. Maybe it's a little milder, maybe it's even stronger, but that's the feeling you get when certain foods appear. So I remember I had one client, her name is Sarah, and she talked about that feeling when it came to seeing a plate of cookies. She actually got anxiety. And part of that stemmed from her history of dieting. And what was happening for her, tell me if this sounds familiar. You can't tell me. Well, you could tell me. You can tell me in the comments. (laughs) You can write a review and tell me if this resonates with you. What happened with her is she would have this plan for how she wanted to behave on a particular day. Did I get enough water? Did I get enough exercise? Am I eating healthy? She was a perfectionist about what it is that she should be doing. And I'm using all these words that could be trigger words for you, like should, like exercise. All right, and she would see a plate of cookies and she would like to have one, but she had so restricted herself that she was afraid if she started with one, she would end up eating the whole plate of cookies. That was the anxiety. And the perfectionist in her was also afraid that, well, once I blow it, everything is for naught. Everything that I've been doing has been destroyed. It's like she was on a streak and by breaking that rule that she had in her head, it was like the whole thing was for naught. And that's just not how life works. We know that that's not how life works. We know that habits that are good for us, good for our body, good for our brain, over time, that's the path that we're going to be on. So one particular incident won't do it. And as a matter of fact, that thought process is actually creating more stress for her body than eating a single cookie would be. So I also had another client named Beth who talked about her experience with cheese and crackers, where if she were at, say, a reception or a party, so probably for Thanksgiving, if someone served cheese and crackers, she loved cheese and crackers, but because she wanted to lose weight, 
she had deprived herself of them. And so when she saw that coming around, literally all her attention, like 98% of her focus and attention went to the cheese and crackers. She couldn't stop thinking about them. She couldn't even really focus on the conversation with the person in front of her. So if you have that kind of experience, or maybe it's just a milder form, okay, of the food police. So I still remember this past summer, my dad, when he was trying to decide whether or not to order a Coke, would say, well, drinking drinking Coke makes you fat. Or the opposite of that, he would talk about um, how he how much my mom and and he liked eating fish, and he said, "Well, you can't get fat eating fish." Well, neither one of those statements are actually factually correct. Too much coke, too much fish, not enough movement. All of these things, our body is looking for a balance. So too much of anything that your body doesn't need, too many calories are going to create the opportunity for you to have your body turn that excess, the excess calories into fat. But I would also say if you're someone who's really active, in some ways, No matter how much you eat, think about um, some of the Olympic athletes like Michael Phelps. He was known for really eating not the healthiest food, but he burned so many calories when he was training that it was as if he didn't have to really pay attention. Although I would say as an elite athlete, he probably paid a lot of attention to how nutritious the foods were that he was eating. But once he stopped training, if he stopped paying attention, his body might notice a difference between eating the healthier foods and eating the less healthy, more processed foods. But that's neither here nor there. Any little bit of a given food, if you enjoy it, that's really what's important. If your body isn't allergic to it, so if you have like a gluten intolerance or a lactose intolerance, you might suffer some from, especially with gluten. I think gluten has a stronger effect than lactose does because I know tons of people who are lactose intolerant but still enjoy ice cream, for example. So they're willing to deal with the consequences of eating ice cream for that moment of pleasure. All right. So when I talk about defunding the food police. What I really want you to do is see food for what it is. Food is actually our friend. So if you've created this love-hate relationship with food, where it's like the frenemy, (laughs) this is where I really want to help you heal that relationship. So if you have those beliefs in your head. Let me think some of the other things. For example, if you only allow yourself to eat a particular serving size of a given food, you have rules around that. Or if you exercise 
to compensate for eating certain foods. So when I owned Pacific Heights Health Club, I had tons of clients, tons of members who would go across the street and have a croissant from La Boulangerie and then would come and exercise to burn it off or the other way around. They would work out so that they would give themselves they would be giving themselves permission to go eat something from the bakery, all right? That would be an example. Another one would be, again, if you have feelings of guilt or shame around eating certain foods. So guilt as in you did something wrong. Like I shouldn't, this is where the word should or shouldn't gets in the way. I shouldn't be eating this kind of food, potato chips, mashed, but it's usually starchy carbs or salty foods or really sweet foods. It's usually carbs. <laughs> All right. So the guilt that comes from the judgment that you ate something you should not have and that by doing so you did something wrong. Or the shame could be the feeling of I ate this and now as a result my body isn't the shape that it's supposed to be, or I didn't keep my word to myself. And so therefore I've had this feeling of being not good enough. Okay. What I want you to do is really think about the kind of person you want to be or are becoming. So we'll get into that a little later. So another question or another category, if you will, of the food police might be if you only allow certain foods or if, you're, if you only let yourself eat certain foods when you're at a certain weight. That would be another example of the food police. Or if you have rules about when or how often you can eat certain foods. So any food where you have some kind of restriction or worse, if you deprive yourself unless certain criteria have been met. So in other words, it's not unconditional permission to eat a particular food. That would be where the food police are in effect. So what I want us to do today is really think about how to make peace with food so that it doesn't trigger all of these emotions, okay? And so the way we create peace with food so that you can create alignment, and by alignment, I mean that our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions are all lined up. It makes for the path of least resistance to get where we want to go. Okay, so first thing that's, well, I want to make sure is very clear. It's a fact that some foods are going to be better for your body than others. And everybody is different. So the amount of food, what kinds of foods are going to have a different effect. The first thing I want you to do in terms of preventing those cravings would be to focus on self-care. So making sure that you're drinking enough water, 
that you're eating enough fruits and veggies, that you're moving your body, getting enough sleep, and eating until you're comfortably full, where you're truly nourishing your body with what it needs, those physiological needs, okay? If we take care of that, a lot of times, if you experience cravings where then the food police kick in because you're wanting to eat certain foods, well, we can tamp that down or eliminate it altogether. The second thing that I want you to do is become aware of what your trigger foods are. And the way you do that is you sit down and you could literally create a list of red, yellow, and green. So maybe start with the greens. Like what foods can you eat that you basically give yourself permission to eat anytime? Okay. Now you may choose not to eat at three in the morning. <laughs> All right. But that's because you're up instead of sleeping. Okay. I'm talking about really those foods where generally speaking, you don't worry about whether or not you're eating it. Broccoli might be an example. Okay. So you've got green foods, you've got yellow foods. So those are ones where maybe there's a little bit of an emotional charge and then they're the red foods. So at one point in time, I remember that I got exposed to kettle corn. I'd never had kettle corn before and I went kind of on a little binging fest. I basically allowed myself to eat as much kettle corn as I wanted to until I got sick of it, <laughs> which is another way you can actually make peace with it is just to eat until you really don't want to eat it anymore. But what I noticed is the way I got there is I really paid attention to when I was eating the food. All right, so number two is to really create that list of your red, yellow, and green foods, okay? Number three is I want you to understand that it is deprivation and restriction that actually created the problem. So sheer willpower won't solve the food police problem. But we can use a little bit of willpower in order to make peace with it. And the way we do that is we find a time when you're in a good place where you've gotten enough sleep, where you're not hungry, where you've eaten enough fruits and veggies and you're not thirsty. Okay, so we've taken care of all that self-care. And then I want you to choose one of the foods. This is when you're ready. Choose one of the foods from either the red or the yellow category and literally practice mindful eating. So I don't want it to be mindless eating. It's not when you're in the middle or in the throes of a binge eating sort of episode. We're talking about the ability to actually practice mindful eating. And while you're doing this, I want you to notice the thoughts and the emotions that come with it. And a lot of those thoughts will actually be the rules or the beliefs that you have around that food. And then I want you to practice some TLC. 
So this is the learning cycle, which I actually, if you are new to this podcast, you're going to want to literally go back to episode number one, where I talk about the learning cycle. Okay. What you're going to do is challenge the premise of those thoughts. And the goal is for you to be able to eat that food without creating any kind of emotional charge. So I want you to experience the foods in the yellow and the red category as you would in the green category. In other words, we're creating that unconditional permission to eat that food and eat as much of it as you want. So again, we're not limiting portions here, okay? And then number four, before you have a chance to do this exercise, if you do encounter a triggering food, again, sheer willpower isn't going to help you overcome, but we can use willpower to insert a pause. And during that pause, I want you to remind yourself that that food has no power over you. It is your thoughts. It is the thoughts that you're having. And you may actually need to follow a thought thread back to its origin to figure out what's triggering the emotion. And if you would like some help with that, I encourage you to sign up for a mini coaching session with me. Or better yet, go ahead and sign up for my masterclass this Thursday on how to stop emotional eating. Okay, so again, it's taking place this Thursday, December 1st at 3 p.m. Pacific. And if you register, so let's say you're not able to make it this Thursday, when you register, you will receive the replay as well, okay? So again, the four things that you need to be aware of is number one, some foods are better for your body than others. That's just a fact. Number two, I want you to become aware of what foods are trigger foods for you. So create that list of the red, yellow, and green foods. Number three, you need to remember that resistance is futile. So deprivation and restriction are what created the problem. The food police are saying you cannot have certain foods or you shouldn't have certain foods. And that actually has affected your relationship with food. What we're, what we're wanting to do is heal your relationship with food and then create a healthy relationship with it. So first step we've got to do is heal it. And this is one of the things that we can do to do that. And then the last thing is to practice some TLC. So insert a pause and really, really come. When you're looking at your thoughts, come from this place of curiosity instead of judgment. Okay. So one more time. If you want to register for my upcoming masterclass, Stop Emotional Eating, all you got to do is go to my website, moxie-club.com, 
and at the very top of the page, you'll find the link to it. All right, that's it for today. I'm going to wrap up this episode with a quote by Wayne Dyer. Peace is the result of retraining your mind to process life as it is, rather than as you think it should be. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens. <laughs>